Hello, and welcome to this month's edition of Capital Markets View. Hello, Taryn, how are you? I'm doing well, Chris. How are you? Cool. Now, you need to you need to say your lovely little words. Oh, yes, um, that is correct. I need to tell everyone, um, remind everyone that the activities of LCD are independent and separate from S&P Global Ratings. S&P Global Ratings also maintains a separation of analytical and commercial activities. And as was recently announced, uh, LCD will soon be divested from S&P Global. Right. Thank you very much. Okay. So let's go dive straight into the first slide, which is annual European leverage loan volume. And I mean, okay, so we're only kind of mid-February. And so the little squidgy red bar charts for year-to-date 2021 versus 2022. 2022 is slightly up on 2021. However, we know there are lots of things happening in the background. Yeah, this this data is um, about 15 days old uh, since we're mid mid February right now. We're recording this, and although the that January looked like a very strong month from both bonds and loans, we're having a bit of volatility in the secondary markets. Uh, first, the bond market was was hit, and. In recent days, uh, we've had a lot more volatility on the loan side as well. So, um, <clears throat> so that is impacting things in the market. So, although we did have a very strong start to the year, things are a bit more uncertain as we're recording this. And you know, we did see uh, the, the Morrison's um, they the the deal that was being syndicated. They placed the entire one point two billion sterling uh, junior secured tranche mm-hmm. with. Uh, Canada, the Canadian Pension Plan Investment Board. Uh, okay. So that was quite interesting. Yeah, um, it was positive though. One investor willing to buy the whole junior tranche. Yeah, I, I think we we did write though that that was pointing to a bit of nervousness about uh, syndicating a, a bond deal. But yes, I mean, uh, it is pretty uh, pretty spectacular to place that all with one investor. Yeah, you know what? I, I I used to do a bit of syndicate, and if somebody came along to me and gave me the right price, I think I'd bite their arm off in whatever circumstances. So, but I get what you I get what you mean about perhaps you know because theoretically speaking, if you went to wider syndication, it should have an effect on the price, I guess. But I mean, yeah, what we've got we've got interest rates going up, inflation going up, and the geopolitical situation in the background. So I layer those all together, and it's yeah. It's 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 not so easy. Um, okay, let's pop to the next slide, which is um, oh CLO volumes, um, which again it's only mid February, um, and uh, we've only got um, you know a, a little bit below um, last year. However, I have to say the engagements that we're picking up are pretty good. Mm-hmm. They're, they're rolling in. It's it, it was it was quite quiet in the first sort of week or so in January, but things still, as we're speaking in mid-February, still seem to be pretty good, actually. We're still getting mandates flying in left, right, and center. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, there are lots of warehouses yeah. still um, out there. I mean, the estimate has been about 70. Um, so I think everyone was really surprised by the fact that we didn't see any deals at all in January. And it's the first time that's ever happened since tw- 2013 that we had such a quiet start to the, the year. So, yeah. um, and, pre- and I think 
I think our next slide talks about price. Okay, yeah, sure. Okay, so yeah, next slide is triple um, A CLO spreads versus triple B. Sorry, term loan B spreads. Now, I mean, as you and I were preparing for this, I had a look at CLO world and triple A spreads are pretty good. You know, they're in the low nineties. Um, and that's pretty good now, but I think you're going to tell me a different story about term loan B spreads because th this reflects what we've been saying for a long time. You know, this is a three month lag, pricing has been coming down, but it's changing again. Yeah, so just going back to the CLO pricing, I did want to make the point that. Um, that we had five deals that had triple A's priced at 92 basis points. So that is um, the tightest since June 2021. Yep. So that is good news from the CLO pricing side. Now, we've been talking for months and months about, you know, why isn't pricing coming down for term loan Bs? We've had a lot of demand coming from CLO funds. Um, and so it does seem like that has been on a lag and it's it's catching up a bit. And so we did see three months ending um, in, in February 7th that pricing has moved down. Uh, so spreads have gone down. <clears throat> now, this could this could change um, just because of the fact that uh, that you know new trades in primary due to the volatility volatility we've seen them coming about twenty five basis points wider than you might expect um, just because of this impact you know secondary markets because of the volatility so yep. so now, so I don't know where we'll where we'll be at the end of February but uh, you know we have seen finally seen the impact of that demand for. Uh, assets in the loan market. It's it's really difficult to tell because as you and I speak, the geopolitical situation in the Ukraine hasn't played itself out. Um, so um, you know it could go sideways, and we sit as we are. It could deteriorate, or it can improve, and and it's very difficult to predict what will happen to the market. And equally, the markets themselves could carry on. Uh, nervously as they are now or take it in its stride and, and move forward as they did with COVID um, or, um, you know, or so you've got deterioration, you've got moving sideways or you've got taking it in its stride and carrying on. And it's quite difficult to tell. And, and particularly if they impose comprehensive sanctions, um, it would be that that might spook markets. Um, although I'm not sure how big trade flows are between, you know, the EU, Britain, the US and Russia, but that's a different issue, I guess. Um, well, and we do and we do tend to see that the syndicated loan market is a bit more insulated than some of the other traded traded markets, financial yes. markets. Um, and you know, if we look at the next slide and we look at monthly okay. returns so by asset class, yep. Yep. which this is January, and we we compare European loans with US loans, high yield bonds, European high yield bonds, and European equities. And you can see here that uh, the high yield bond market got hit in January, whereas loans did not. You know, we had the twenty second consecutive month of positive returns in January for European loans based on our LA index, European leverage loan index. So, um, however, we are negative now uh, for the month of February. So things have changed. So we're at a negative 0.4% um, return. To, to, to mid-February as we record. As we record, if that's correct. Um, and um, that's excluding currency, by the way. 
but that has brought us into negative territory for year to date. So, um, so yes, yeah, so we will see what what it look what things look like at the end of February. Yeah, yeah. Right, the month. And, I mean, and, I mean, this graph on its own. I mean, look at this: high yield bonds down, up, down, showing volatility. Mm-hmm. Equities down, up, up, up. But actually, recently, equities down. Um, loans a little bit up, but you said they've changed. And actually, you know what? After 2008, I, I, I teach a course at the LMA and I often talk about how actually, despite the dreadful things that have happened over the pandemic, the 2008 crash had a bigger effect on the market. And, and actually, even the loan market seized up at points, mm-hmm. which it never used to do. Um, uh, so it would be interesting to see if the, the loan market um, as it begins to rhyme more with the bond market, which we've been saying for years, you know, seizes up if the bond market seizes up. Um, okay, now let's let's get off the gloom and doom and move a little bit on to sort of talking about market. And we'll go on to our distribution of first lien institutional deal size slide. And, and you wanted to say something about the way the market is shifting. Yeah, so I just wanted to alert our viewers to the fact that we we have been producing data based on our direct lending mid-market st- statistics um, deals that we track. And um, we, pu- we publish this data once a quarter now. Um, there's a bit of a lag, so we published it in early February. But this is one of the charts from the story that Francesca wrote um, while we publi- around while we published the data. And it's just... Um, it's just really interesting to see the change in dynamic of the European syndicated market and how we've gone from having a very high percentage of deals with, that were less than 250 million in size to a very low percentage now. Um, it's I like this chart because you can see it so well. Um, yeah, so yeah. it's it's just one of the trends that shows that uh, this direct lending mid market financing space is taking some share from the broadly syndicated market. And also that in that article, we talk about how deals are just getting bigger generally in the European leverage finance market at the same time. Um, it, you know, it is a bigger market. It's grown so much. So there is more, you know, bigger pie for everyone to, yes. to share yeah. as well. Um, and in the next slide. Just- well, hang on. So oh, yeah. I, I just, you're right though. I, w- that article was really good. And, and, you know, clear dark blue line going down, which is the small deals, mid-sized deals going up, clearly, and then the big deals clearly going up as well. Cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, everybody's noticed the impact of direct lending. It's it's fascinating. Um, and, okay, uh, next slide, which is um, uh, deals by purpose. And, and this is a pretty rosy picture. You know, big chunk of acquisition-related stuff happening, which everyone's happy with. Yeah, and just um, I mean, this is this is quarterly data, so it's going to be a little bit you know volatile, and it's it's hard to kind of pull out any hugely broad trends with this. But I just wanted to show our viewers kind of a sample of the type of data that we are tracking in this market. So you know, we are tra- tracking the deals by deal type, by sponsored versus non-sponsored, um, and they can read more about that in the um, every quarter now. And also, you know what? When when okay, it's changed because there is this geopolitical uncertainty. But you know, as we've been talking about how pricing has been coming down, the fact that the little red bars are bigger in Q3 and Q4 clearly is people taking advantage of what was a downward pricing trend. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you say, goodness only knows what's going to happen in the next few weeks. So it'll be really interesting to see what the Q1 
bar chart pops out like. Um, uh, and it's interesting to see if the kind of acquisition-related um, activity s- slows right down um, as a result of the, the sort of general geopolitical situation. Um, lovely. Okay, thank you. That's our last slide. So thank you very much. As ever, an absolute pleasure. Um, thank you. Uh, as ever, your your room looks lovely and I still have a radiator behind me, but I promise it will be gone by the time we record in March. My plumber is coming. He's lovely and he's finally given me a date. <laughs> so um, thank you. Say that again, Taryn. I said it's hard at the moment to find anybody to come to your house oh. to do anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're not kidding. You're not kidding. Um, right, so uh, if anybody has any questions, as ever, feel free to contact me or Taryn. Thank you.